0: Talk about mac altizer a lot you know yeah, i remember sitting at him with the ranch out at the ranch and he's just like the ranch house out there's like just a museum of just rodeo stuff and all the bucking and bulls and horses that have been at nfr and all the just photos of like friends and people that have come in and out and and just kind of how he approached the whole rock and roll aspect of combining rock and roll music with rodeo, you know, and he'd show me videos of, you know, of back in the day when it was just kind of the big band up there with the drum and, you know, the horns playing while the rodeo was going on. And he's like, man, screw this. Let's get the PA out here and, you know, let's put on some Foghat or some ZZ Top and like named all these buck and bulls after these rock and roll songs. And he was like, you know, people thought he was crazy at times. You know, they were just like, oh, this is, this is, you know, people rolling over in their graves, I'm sure about it, you know, just like, but he really kind of opened, in my mind you know there was really like a bunch of cowboy hippies you know these guys got long hair and they're wearing wild neon colors you know i mean i would never thought even 20 years ago that you'd hear like hip-hop music at a rodeo
1: nfr extra episode 112 we're not heading to the train station on this episode of nfr extra with american singer-songwriter and actor ryan bingham ryan takes us from west texas to paris and back to the usa with his journey as a bull rider musician and actor Enjoy our conversation with Ryan Bingham on NFR Extra.
2: Finding your custom NFR experience in Las Vegas just got a lot easier. New this year is a resource that links you to every hotel offer. At NFRExperience.com forward slash stay your way, you can shop for the hotel that best fits your plans. Everything is there. Information on viewing parties, concerts, price, transportation, location, and so much more, all in one place. Go to NFRExperience.com forward slash stay your way. One Vegas, stay your way.
0: Lone River Ranch Water is a hard seltzer that takes you west. A place with no honking horns, no flashing lights, and no cell service. Just watch out for the snakes. Lone River Ranch Water. Follow it west. Please drink responsibly. Far West Spirits, LLC. Houston, Texas.
2: Hi, this is George Strait, and you're listening to NFR Extra.
1: Fans of Yellowstone recognize Ryan Bingham as Walker, the ex-con ranch hand who fills the bunkhouse at Dunn Ranch with music. But many music fans already knew the country and Americana singer-songwriter for his critically acclaimed albums. Many of Ryan Bingham's life stories sound like country songs in and of themselves. Bingham was raised between New Mexico, California, and Texas. At the age of 17, he left home to rodeo before picking up the guitar gifted to him by his mother. Initially, he would continue to play after rodeos for his friends. Eventually, he played in small bars and honky-tonks across the west, landing in LA. Bingham signed his first record deal with Lost Highway Records of Universal Music Group in 2007. Ryan vaulted from obscurity to stardom in 2009 when he won an Oscar for co-writing The Weary Kind with T-Bone Burnett. The song was the centerpiece of Crazy Heart, a drama about a country singer that won Jeff Bridges the Academy Award for Best Actor. And it established Bingham as a troubadour, giving him the opportunity to pursue a career that walked the line separating country and Americana. ryan bingham welcome to nfr extra sir how are you doing i'm doing wonderful how are you uh, not bad man you know we're uh not too far away from the wrangler national finals rodeo getting ready to go down in las vegas and getting all the bells and whistles and everything else put together and you know getting to talk to gentlemen like yourself who make up this business and you know you're a big hit man out there on the western lifestyle uh on many aspects and um you know, I know one that a lot of people are very familiar with is at this point, right? Is Yellowstone. The influence that that show is making now for the Western lifestyle. How is that working for you, and how you exist in this this business and all the things that you've accomplished and 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 continue to accomplish? What like what is this doing for you right now with with Yellowstone?
0: You know, it's a kind of something that evolves every day. I, I'm I'm kind of just. Uh, rolling with it you know if I can say that I'm not really sure you know I kind of definitely know that it's exposed me to you know a lot of people that had never heard me before Um, I've been playing music for a long time I've kind of been in the rodeo world for a bit Um, but definitely you know I think a lot of people have kind of found me through this show and and, you know didn't even have a clue that that I even played music or anything like that so it's been interesting to kind of see you know, people who have kind of discovered me through the, the show and then discovered the music and and kind of how all this is tied together. Um, so yeah, man, it's, it's
1: been one really wild ride. Actually, you've chatted with this with a few other individuals on the show here, and it's like, whenever you're engaging something, right, you could be watching something on Netflix, you bought, wherever it is, right, and you could be on your phone, you could be at home watching things, but what's nice, and I think this works out for artists like yourselves, and obviously how I was able to research about you was that when you're watching something and then a name comes up or whatever it is right away, I could be sitting on the couch, right, and type in Ryan Bingham and bam, there's all this stuff that just really, you know, is the constitution of whoever that individual is you're looking up and it's so accessible and there's videos and there's documents, there's just all kinds of things you dive in. I mean, I think really helps out a guy like yourself and these kind of these, these, let's just all of these, like the explosion of shows that have been happening over the probably the past five years for sure, and definitely during the pandemic. How did this get presented to you? How did like this come across and, you know, your response and then just kind of going forward with where, you know, obviously you're at today.
0: You know, I met, uh, I met Taylor Sheridan several years ago, um, through a guy, uh, named John Linson. I uh, was a producer out here that did like shows like Sunday Anarchy and his dad has done a lot of movies out here. And also through my, uh, good friend and agent a guy named Jack William. Um, but I met Taylor. Um, he was, uh, writing and directing his first film Wind River and um, he was I think he was just a fan of some of my songs and he'd contacted me about writing a, a song for his film Wind River and he came over and we met up and started hanging out a little bit and uh, I made kind of a few attempts to write a song for the film and just really couldn't nail anything down that really fit for what he was looking for for that particular film um, but he did end up using some stuff that uh, that you know it's a couple of songs that were all a couple of my early albums that he liked and and we just stayed in touch and, you know, became friends. And a few years later, uh, him and John and guys, guy started putting together this show, Yellowstone. And um, uh, they contacted me again about maybe using some songs and or writing some songs for the film. And and then I think Taylor uh, kind of found out that I used to rodeo. I used to ride bulls and my family ranch and I kind of grew up in that world. And he was like, well, hell, you know, we need to get you get you in the show as well, you know. And he didn't really know. I don't think he you know he was like I'm, I'm gonna he basically I think he was like I'm just gonna figure out a character for you we'll see what works you know And he's like if you do good we'll keep you on and if you suck we'll just kill you off <laughs> you <know? laughs> that was kind of the going thing and so um you know I'm still here and that's how it really kind of came together with just through a friendship with Taylor and um you know I think him being a fan of some of the music and and uh you know giving me a shot at the at the acting gig as well so
1: that's awesome. So, all right, you're, you grew up rodeoing, man. And, and as I know, I'm, I'm no, I confess a million times on this podcast that I'm not a, I, you can't say you're a rodeo and fake it, right? It's like a dog smelling fear. It's like, you can't go in that industry and say, I'm a cowboy. Like, no, man, they, you either are, or you're not. And those that are around that are cowboys know that knowing that you've grown up in this industry, you've rodeoed ranch, you know, and knowing now what this show is doing and kind of not just for yourself personally but is there a little bit of um kind of a i don't want to say a badge on your chest that you, you carry knowing that how important that industry is and what this is doing for that is there a little bit of levity that happens for you knowing where you came from and what this show is doing for the western lifestyle
0: i, I guess so you know i um it's rodeo and just the, the culture of that's something that's you know i'm i'm, I'm closely tied to it, just of, of the way that I've kind of grown up with it. It's something that's a, a big part of my life and just that way of life, you know, being kind of connected to the land and, and being out in those spaces and connected with the animals and all of that stuff is something that, uh, you know, as a musician that, I, you know, in my early 20s, I got, you know, ended up in a rock and roll band in the backseat of a van traveling all across the country and spent most of my time, you know, in major cities, you know, and and, um, playing in bars and theaters and things like that. And it wasn't until, you know, I got to a point where I could slow down on the road and um, had some kids of my own where I, you know, I really started to miss that in my life and ended up going and buying a couple of horses and getting back into roping a little bit and um, just kind of being, getting back connected with it all. And, And a lot of old friends that I used to rodeo with and some family that was involved in it and um, so it's uh, it's definitely something that uh, you know opened the door and brought me to this place to I think even make that a, this an opportunity for me to be on a show like this or even kind of write some of the songs that I can write that relate to rodeo and and the western world that uh, that made people that do kind of live in that that lifestyle and do compete and all that can relate to those songs in a way because you know I
1: I actually kind of did some of it. You kind of did something, you know, man, you're a bull rider, man. You on a, a team like that's, yeah, you don't, you did it, man, which is awesome. Because of these opportunities, I know you kind of like touched on a little bit, but are there new doors? Are there new projects besides music? Just that people are now discovering some other, you know, assets, talents you may have, are there new doors starting to open up right now for, because of this?
0: there's been a, a, some really cool opportunities, just, you know, collaborations music wise on, on film stuff, um, uh, acting gigs, things like that. I just did a really cool uh, collaboration, uh, with a girl named Katie Bill Brown in Midland, Texas. She started a company called Ranch Water Lone, Lone River Ranch Water and partnered up with her. And we did a big campaign, did a cool commercial out in West Texas on her family's ranch. And, um, you know, I haven't really done a whole lot of that stuff. I'm pretty careful about how I attach kind of my main, brands and certain things like that and uh but after meeting katie and kind of we come from the same place i spent several years in in midland texas in the that western kind of world and the oil patch out there and whenever this kind of came up it was like man this is what a cool kind of opportunity and collaboration and and uh you know the next thing i know i'm seeing like this commercial that we did like playing after the boston red sox game (laughs) you know we're in like on the east coast i'm like oh my goodness like that is just something that i'd never you know in my wildest dreams would ever think would happen or i'd never see something like that so that's been a that's been you know pretty cool to be a part of something like that
1: you're listening to nfr extra with our guest american singer songwriter and actor ryan bingham let's take a quick break
0: Lone River Ranch Water is the hard seltzer that takes you west. Where the sky never ends and the land stretches right out to the horizon. There's nothing to interrupt your peace and quiet. Except for a day's work, of course. But that's what makes the Lone River Ranch Water that much more enjoyable. Lone River Ranch Water. The hard seltzer inspired by the classic tequila, soda, and lime cocktail. Follow it west. Please drink responsibly. Far West Spirits LLC, Houston, Texas.
2: Hi, this is Penn and Teller, and you're listening to NFR Extra, but I've been known to lie.
1: Ryan Bingham here on NFR Extra. Why West Texas, man? What's, what's, what's up with West Texas?
0: Man, I don't know. I guess there's something in the water out there, you know? or i don't know maybe it's because it's how brutal that place is that if you can survive <laughs> that place you gotta survive anywhere you know? <laughs> it's like if you can make it out of there alive it's like you know you're already on the path of doing something <laughs> <laughs>
1: no I, I, i've been there i know exactly what you're <laughs>
0: that's funny i speak like the rodeo stuff i've got some family that the coopers i'm sure you guys have heard like roy cooper and um his son clint cooper we grew up together as kids going to junior rodeos and and just recently kind of reconnected i'll oh, do some horse and i've spent some time going out there and roping with them and we're you know we're both from Hobbs, new mexico where we were born and we talked about being kids and you know we would uh you know ride those roping cabs and we'd buck them out and rope them and and uh we were just like, man, how did two kids from Hobbs, New Mexico, make it out of there alive and like be doing what, you know, we just had to laugh. We're sitting there riding horses, roping and just kind of living the dream life, you know? And it's just like, it's just, I think both of us kind of look back on some of those times and that, that area and just be like, like, damn.
1: you know. Okay. So you bring up the Coopers, which obviously that leads to another King Kong named Trevor Brazil and scenarios like that yeah and stevenville which to me man is like the rodeo capital of the universe right that's you probably have more gold buckles in that area than anywhere else in the country talk to about my man that rodeo you know kind of that that career you had obviously you went you're on a team university i mean and then i led some other things but I and mean, what was that experience all about man back then when you're in college and rodeoing
0: man those were pretty crazy days you know crazy times for me at that time in my life um you know, my family sold their ranch when I was quite young and we moved all around. My whole family went and worked in oil fields and we recently moved out to Bakersfield, California for a few years and then back to West Texas and Midland, Odessa and Houston and ended up in Laredo on the border and um, kind of in that time in West Texas when I was in my teens, I was going to junior rodeos and I went to the uh, the AJRA rodeo in Stephenville and won the bull and I have been junior bull riding that year and um, uh I believe his name was Bob Doty was the rodeo coach there at the time. And they had the college practice bulls. There's so what we were riding in the junior rodeo, you know? And so I, I, I rode this bull, won the bull riding and moved on from there, ended up in Laredo several years later. And um, it just so happened is not to get into all like family stuff, but I had, my great grandmother lived in Stephenville mm-hmm. and my family had kind of split up there for a while. My mom ended up going up to Stephenville and I went up there to visit her and and just kind of hang out. And I, and uh, just had a lot of friends that lived there that were rodeo and obviously, and I knew of Tarleton and all of that stuff. And I ended up staying there. And at the time I dropped out of high school and was just kind of working, you know, day jobs and things like that. And, um, in a roundabout way, I, I ran into Bob, the rodeo coach there. And he said, if you'll go back to high school here in Stevenville, if you'll graduate, I'll, you know, help you get on the rodeo team here at Tarleton. I'd love for you to come ride bulls for us. You know, because I remember when you were a kid and you could stick it on them and, um, you know, see if I help you out. So I did, I went and enrolled myself back in the school there at Steenville high school and graduated and then just started riding bulls there at the college and would go to, you know, open bull ridings on the weekends and, uh, got my pro card for or my permit, you know, i just trying to fill that in between. And, was playing the guitar at the same time and learning how to do that and uh you know one thing led to a neck one thing led to another and I uh uh Bad Company Rodeo got in Mac Altizer I'm sure you guys are familiar with him but they uh the Pro Rodeo was in town and I lived just right down the road from the the arena there and I and I've, knew, I've known Mac from early you know when I was younger and some of my family had known him and I just went and talked to him at the rodeo one day and told him I was playing the guitar and um, was trying to ride bulls and do that stuff and he kind of hired me on the spot to work for him in the rodeo company and that was off I started traveling with him and helping with the rodeos and helping out on the ranch down there by Sonora and uh, he started getting me to play the guitar at the hospitality tents after the rodeo and kind of now here I am you know
1: Man, you know how awesome it is. Like we've gotten, we've had like chancy Williams on here. You know, we work with Shane Miner, who's uh, out of Nashville. He's a music producer. You probably met him. Uh, these guys all rodeoed, right? Like it's just, it's cool that you can do that, right? Like you're able to kind of have that, that grit and that grime of riding bulls or stock or whatever it is, and then you know, come out, jump. On. I'm not saying that y'all got to be beautiful and pretty and stuff like that up on stage with your guitars and things like that but it's cool man that that transfer over that connection that music and rodeo has um yeah that's awesome i mean i didn't read a lot of that when i was looking for information on you man and that's uh that's really cool that connection there what, what do you know about the wrangler national finals rodeo
0: man you know when i was living there in stevenville I, I lived with a, a guy named Corey mcfadden another guy named blue bryant if uh that he was second in the world one year kind of right around that time and you know, I was, I was a lot younger than those guys. And so they would all take off and go to the pro rodeos and I'd have to stay at home and, you know, feed the horses and all that stuff. And I would remember, you know, I'd, I'd be there and watching those guys on TV, you know, I was at home and seeing, watching NFR every year, just, you know, hoping I would get to go someday over the last 10, I've never gone. This will be my first year to get to actually go to it. I've always been on the road playing music and had gigs or whatever, and, and couldn't ever work it out to get there. so, um, through this opportunity with the ranch water folks and just me wanting to come up there and maybe enter some of those ropings that are going on around the same time. You know, I'm, I'm I'm just really looking forward to getting up that way and, uh, and seeing it, you know, for the first time. So,
1: you know, what you got to work out, Ryan, you got to do what the, the, the late, great, God bless him. Charlie Daniels did. So he was such a huge rodeo fan he would just get close with everyone that ran it right and so mm-hmm. they eventually just said hey will you do openings for us or whatever and mm-hmm. so he always got like his his free pass to go hang out and then he'd perform you know somewhere like Gold nugget or somewhere downtown yeah i was like i kind of use my my music ability to so i could get access to the rodeo all the time <laughs> that's so, right it's it's oh,
0: just this to, to start performing after rodeos just so i can go in the interim <laughs>
1: <laughs> this is nfr extra and our guest today ryan bingham
2: Looking for tickets to the Wrangler National Finals Rodeo? StubHub is the official secondary and fan-to-fan site of the rodeo. Fans can buy and sell their tickets through a safe and secure online marketplace. Visit NFRExperience.com.
1: NFR Extra follows Cowboys, talks to legends and country stars, and finds the stories that make up the season that leads to the annual showdown in December. Follow me, Nevada Caldwell, Bryland Bentley, and Steve Goder as we delve deep into the stories in and behind The Road to Gold. Listen to NFR Extra on Rural Radio, Channel 147, on Sirius XM, every Monday at 8 p.m. Pacific, 11 Eastern, with a re-air Tuesday in the same time slot. NFR Extra, all dirt, all rodeo, all year. Hi, I'm world champion Jacob Scrawley, and you're listening to NFR Extra. Ryan Bingham is here on NFR Extra. Let's talk a little bit more about Lone River, kind of this involvement. What you know? What is the connection between you and Lone River? You talked a little bit on it, but what is the ultimate connection and, and what's going on here? Because I think it represents a lot of what who you are. I, I, from what I understand, I think it's
0: mainly the place of where it's coming from you know Um, every time I sit down and write a song or like kind of just you know contemplate life or whatever it always goes back to that area you know I think I just moved around I've been so misplaced and disconnected throughout my life even when I was young because my family moved so much you know it was always you know, it was always kind of a difficult question to ask when someone would ask me where I was from, you know. And I'd be like, well, you know, I was, I was born in Hobbs, you know, New Mexico. I, <laughs> I guess, you know, if I was to put an area, it'd be, I could just say West Texas because I lived in, like, all those little towns, you know, from Midland and Odessa and Lubbock and Kermit and Crane and Monahans, And, like, all, you know, I just spent all, a lot of time down there. And um, whenever, you know, Katie and the, those folks at Lone River, of approached me about this it was just I don't know it just kind of felt like a no-brainer It just made it just it felt like who I was you know and then when they kind of gave me the treatment for the commercial and, and they wanted to use a, a song that I had written that I was really you know that had a lot of meaning to me you know it would just it just felt very organic and it felt like something that I could I could be a part of that. I could just be myself, you know, and I, it was just very much as much a part of me as anything else. And, you know, it started as a, it's, you know, it's an old, the uh, ranch water's is an old cocktail that everybody used to drink down there forever, you know? And, uh, Katie was I think smart enough to put it in a can and, and, you know, tell people where it's from and where it, what it represents. And um and it just kind of clicked with me, you know, in that whole world. And I you know, I know she's big into the rodeo stuff as well. And I was just real confident that, uh, you know, she was gonna kind of let me kind of be myself and represent this thing, and it was kind of an organic, kind of mutual, you know, thing that just. So it's one of those things like we didn't have to try, you didn't have to try to do anything. It just kind of it's just like just put it out there. This is what it is, you know, and let let the yeah. kind of let the art speak for itself or let the music speak for itself. You know, it's nice not to have to really explain
1: it. For individuals like yourself, athletes, what what you are? I mean, you're rodeo guide and a musician and a, an actor the ability for you all to attach yourself to something that's true to you now is more important now than it's ever been right i think you know back in the prior to all this digital world that we live in today you were connected to things but it didn't have i don't think it had all the meat and potatoes like it does today with when you get yeah. to connect to something and, and whatever side of the fence you're on or whatever you represent or anything i mean it's 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 pretty awesome the way that thing i'm a big marketing guy i love that that, that has that ability for individuals like yourself just uh it's great for the fans great yeah and it get
0: you know it gives guys like me you know i'm not a really you know successful like as far as the music goes like I'm, i don't really consider myself to be like a commercial kind of artist you know i've kind of done some weird stuff that you know probably threw people off the set you know the track, you know as far as like my musical genre or whatever you want to call it and um being able to kind of partner with somebody you know, a brand or whatever, it really kind of gives you the opportunity to, you know, relax and kind of work on the craft that I want to work on, you know, artistically, you know, whether it's songwriting or, you know, if it's a rodeo athlete that needs gas money and needs a, a way to get out there on the road, you know, I mean, as you guys are aware of, it's not cheap to get out there and haul horses on the road and be consistent and getting those paychecks. And, you know, so, you know, I know that when I was working for Mac back in the day, putting on the rodeos and, going out and trying to get sponsors to put on the rodeo, you know, just to make it possible, possible in these little local towns, you know, just knocking on local businesses there, you know, see if they wanted to put a sign up in the arena to kind of help pay for the whole thing, you know, to help feed the livestock, to, you know, pay the contestants and to do the, put the whole thing together. And so um, it's been amazing kind of watching what it's turned into. Obviously it's a lot different than when I used to ride, but for these guys to be able to um, have the support, of of some of these sponsors like I know you know I always had to have some kind of day job during the week just so I could go make the rodeo on the weekend You know, I wasn't really winning enough to where I could do it all the time I kind of had to go back to the ranch and and work during the week and so uh, seeing these guys have the opportunity to really kind of be at the top of their game and stay in that physical condition that they need to be in and, and be able to focus on that and not have to maybe worry so much about you know Putting food on the table at the end of the day if they get buffed off at a rodeo or if they miss their calf or whatever. So I, I think it's uh, definitely, you know, help these guys get down the road and girls.
1: Let's talk about your music, man. So I was kind of reading the story, but I, I think there's more of a story to it. And I'm just going to say, like, it sounds like there was Disney involved, Paris, uh, I think Rodeo was involved here somehow. And then things kind of started to go in a different direction for you musically, right? Is that what happened there?
0: <laughs> it's a bit of a long one but uh i'll try to get to it um i was i was actually down in del rio at the super bowl at big boulder the george paul memorial big bull ride that mac was putting on at the time and i ran into this guy named barry tubbs who's an actor and he knew some folks over there in, in paris france that worked in this wild west show and we'd started hanging out and became friends and he just kind of asked me one day he's like man have you ever been over to Europe or anything like that, and said no. And he said, "Well, there, I've got some guys, friends over here in this Wild West Show, and they're looking for some cowboys that can come over and be a part of this Wild West Show." And he's like, "He played the guitar, and he's like, you know, probably go over there and do some good." And so, yeah, I kind of made some connections over there, and packed up my stuff, and jumped on a plane over to Paris, and was over there for for a bit, and ended up meeting this guy named uh, Carlton Moody, was a a producer from kind of out of he was living over there in paris but had a lot of connections in nashville and stuff and so uh when i got back from paris over there i went over to nashville and made some recordings and um got a band together and started playing gigs when i got back and that's really when it started kind of getting serious and i was like i'm gonna give this a real shot you know
1: let's back up man cowboys in paris like what was that like what What did you do down there? Like what was that all about? (laughs) You're probably a unique entity walking around there with your cowboy hats and everything else. Like you already are in the United States, but down there that's gotta be super unique.
0: It was pretty wild, man. I you know, I try to explain it to people sometimes, you know, it's like I always think of the, you know. Pinocchio story where all those little boys go over to the island and they're so bad they turn into donkeys you know know, they they kind of recruited you know all the misfits from all over there was cowboys from uh you know from Texas and Montana and Canada and all over the place and Native American guys Crow and Sioux and Navajo guys I mean it was just a big mix of fellows and some some really awesome like trip ropers from mexico and things like that i i actually i lived with a guy named joe Hubbaker, he was from fort worth and a guy named lucas Hogue is a navajo indian and his brother sean and their cousin brad and uh another fellow from mexico and so we just you know we we're all young and you know going working on this show all night and going out to the bars after it was one of the kind of coolest experiences i've ever had in my life you know especially just being a young kid from West Texas that had never been east of the Mississippi River, you know, and to just travel over there and uh, not only go to Paris, but you know, to have the opportunity to jump on the train and go to London and go to Germany and go to the you know to Italy and Spain and like all over the place and just kind of you know see how other people live in the world and get to take that in and um, it was a uh, an eye opening experience. It was very humbling, you know. It was um, you know, I don't know. It definitely left a big impression on me when I got home. You know, I'm like, wow, there's like there's, there's a big world out there, you know.
1: NFR extra with our guest, American singer, songwriter and actor Ryan Bingham. We'll conclude this conversation after the break.
2: December in Vegas. What does that mean? It's time for the Wrangler NFR and the Cowboy Channel Cowboy Christmas. The ultimate shopping and entertainment experience. Catch live shows on the Ariat Rodeo Live Stage, the Yeti Junior World Finals, autograph sessions, and much more. Open daily with free admission at the Las Vegas Convention Center. Visit NFRExperience.com for details. The Cowboy Channel Cowboy Christmas. It's all here. The Yeti Junior World Final. He is back in Vegas. From December 2nd through 11th, the next generation of rodeo stars will compete at the Cowboy Channel Cowboy Christmas. Held daily inside the Wrangler Rodeo Arena. Visit NFRExperience.com for details.
0: This is Kirsten Vold with Bold Rodeo Company, and you are listening to NFR Extra.
1: NFR Extra with Ryan Bingham these experiences you have and kind of just your music, man, when you write, when you sit down to do things or what, however it comes together, what do you bridge one thing to the next to, to create your art and how that is there, is there a process you have where things just come to you? You start writing, playing, I mean, how do how does, how does Ryan Bingham get your, your, your role on with your music?
0: Man, it's, you know, it's a bit, it's kind of the same as it's always been and a bit different now, I guess, you know, as you grow older, you kind of, learn new things and, you know, have a different perspective on things, but when I was younger and really starting, I really didn't have very high expectations, you know, of being, you know, someone that could perform and make albums or whatever, you know, I just, you know, I learned how to play the guitar, and it's something that I did kind of for myself, you know, to kind of sit and get stuff off my chest, you know, just I was, kind of, I was on my own a lot, um, and would just kind of Play the guitar and kind of say these little songs out loud. And then when I was rodeoing, I would, you know, I'd sit in the back seat of the truck and just play the guitar while we were going down the road and uh, make up songs about our adventures on the weekends and where we were going and what bars we were hanging out in and where the rodeo was and all of that stuff. And that's how you know my buddies would start asking me to play the songs when we were just hanging out at parties or whatever, you know. And and then for a long time, it just they were, you know. I don't know. Say like selfishly, they were really about me and kind of what I was going through and you know my own hardships and all of that stuff. And the more I, I got on the road and and started playing for people, and especially when people started, you know, listening to the songs and and singing the words back to me, you know, that was you know several years in the making of you know going from like playing in a little crappy honky tonk bar where you're just kind of background noise and you know, people are just go there to get drunk and fight and make love, you know, and then all of a sudden people are standing out there in front of you and they're singing the words and they're, you know, they, they're coming to you after the show and t- telling you, you know, how your song maybe got them through something hard or how they related to it. Or they had a family member that was always like the song that they didn't have anymore. And it really, that kind of perspective changed of like where I wasn't necessarily writing those songs about just my own personal stuff, but I was writing more about kind of what, other people were going through as well and trying to always be conscious of that you know when i was sitting down and writing a song like you know especially traveling over to paris and london and ireland all these places like how how can i be this kid from west texas you know writing a song about my my horse and drinking beer at the rodeo how is a kid from london my same age going to relate to that you know and that's how that kind of you know the wording or the lyrics of like kind of turning those songs into being more broad and about encompassing kind of more things that kind of developed. And um, now that's kind of what it is. It's like, I I think just from traveling around and seeing the world and meeting so many different kinds of people and all those experiences, you still write about the things that you live and you breathe and you actually see with my own eyes, you know, and I try to write stuff that I truly experienced, you know, and it's an honest kind of conversation. Um, and with, you know, with keeping in mind other people and, and having empathy and kind of compassion for other other people and what they're going through. So that's how I kind of feel that uh, creates that connection, you know, or that stronger, like more lasting kind of message in a song or, or whatever, besides just, yeah, you know, singing about your pickup truck and
1: at the rodeo. Yeah, right. And It's got to be a great feeling when you put that kind of that heart and soul into something that is art, right? It's all subjective, and Mm. whoever deciphers what it is. But to have a crowd kind of interact with that, that's got to be power. Mm. I don't care if you're filling up a small room or a giant stadium. That's got to be some powerful stuff when you got human beings connecting to you for something that you created.
0: Yeah, and it's interesting, you know. I, 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 I. talk about Mac Altizer a lot, you know, for multiple reasons, but, like, you know, I remember sitting at him with the ranch, out at the ranch, and he's just, like, the ranch house out there's, like, just a museum of, like, just rodeo stuff, and all the bucking and bulls and horses that had been at NFR, and all the, just photos of, like, friends, and people that have come in and out, and, um, and just kind of how he approached the whole rock and roll aspect of, combining rock and roll music with rodeo you know and he'd show me videos of you know back in the day when it was just kind of the big band up there with the drum and you know the horns playing while the rodeo was going on and he's like man screw this let's get the pa out here and you know let's put on some fog hat or (laughs) some zz top and like named all these buck and bulls after these rock and roll songs and he was like you know people thought he was crazy at the time you know they were just like oh this is this is, you know, people rolling over in their graves. I'm sure about it, you know. It was just like, but he really kind of opened my mind. You know, there was really like a bunch of cowboy hippies. You know, these guys had long hair and they are wearing wild neon colors and just like, you know, people that it was just, you know, you can just imagine in those times, you know, the kind of stuff was going on. And so it, it, it throughout my whole kind of career, I've always thought about that and I always kind of approach like not being scared to get out of the box or try something new or different and you know I grew up listening to a lot of different kinds of music you know I mean I'd never thought even 20 years ago that you'd hear like hip-hop music at a rodeo you know and things like that and now it's just like ever so integrated everywhere and so like I'm writing and you hear in, in mainstream country music you know these guys are using beats and all these different sounds and all that stuff and you know back in the day people would probably frown on that quite a bit, you know? So it's nice to be able to experiment with music and have all these different genres to experiment with. And whether it's rock and roll guitars and fiddles and banjos or beats and synthesizers and all of this different stuff, it's just kind of like there's no rules. And, um, you know, I kind of like, a, I like not having to fit into one like specific genre, you know, tied mm-hmm. down to one specific thing.
1: man, you know, it's funny you bring up that connection with the music side. I sit on the production side with the team for the National Funnels Rodeo. So Mm -hmm. openings and all that stuff. And it's funny you bring that up because as we've approached each, you know, there's seven events and we've approached certain music. Not speaking for uh, our guy, Benji, who uh, who actually does the DJ side of it, but like
2: mm-hmm.
1: elements that help promote it in arena. You know, we do a lot of thought processing of like each event and kind of what it means to everybody. Like if it's barrel racers, that's like speed, you know, and then saddle mm-hmm. Bronx, man, those dudes are jumping all over the place. And then bowls is just one of our guys. His name is Marty. He just says it's carnage, right? It's like <laughs> yeah. you know, just carnage, but it's true, you know. You got this all the different facets, and I like that you bring that up. That you can't just, you know, don't lock yourself into a box, man. Uh, mm. Someone had said um, we are just talking about this not too long ago, but they they said rather than being polished, don't you want to unpolish something? You know? <laughs> yeah, uh, that's, 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 you know, kind of what you're saying, but yeah. So what a uh, what what's the future? So on the music side, we talked a little bit about some doors opening and what you got going on because of Yellowstone, but what what's going on with music right now and this, this, the future side for you and what you're developing and working on. Is there anything you got going on hot right now? Man, I'm just writing a lot right now. You know, I, uh, I put out a record
0: a couple of years ago and then I've been real busy working, you know, fortunately having to work on Yellowstone has really given me an opportunity to to get off the road for a bit. You know, I was really kind of one of those guys that has to get out there and sing for my supper, you know, and, and play concerts is really kind of how I put food on the table. You know, I don't really sell records these days. And so it's been really nice to not have to just be on the road playing every night and um, kind of step back and go back to the drawing board here and um, hopefully kind of create something and do something that I've never done before. You know, I'm always just kind of like, what's the, you know, what's a sound that I've never used or what's, you know, what's, what's kind of inspiring, you know, what's making me feel those things, you know? And so that's where I'm at right now. It's just, I'm at the drawing board and um, just sitting down with a guitar or piano and kind of, roughing out demos and ideas and and then just kind of seeing what the song wants to turn into on its own i try to let that that horse run wild you know and be what it's going to be so um yeah that's it right now hopefully you know i'd like to have a record out maybe by the
1: end of next year you know and uh just kind of stay after it yeah well from the sounds of it man just it seems like you're you're a pinball man of like just your experiences in your life and you, know, you keep bringing up some of your kind of, let's just say your connections, your mentors, things like that. That seems like everything, God, someone, whoever's ever seen you, man, is kind of like just allowing you to ping pong and, and keep moving forward and, and learning and growing from those experiences. From what I'm listening right here is just everything that you've shared. It's like one thing leads to another for you, with, for any human being, but I mean, yeah. for sure. Man, there's
0: on? been a lot of luck. You know, I, I really do feel that I've, I have gotten lucky and there's been, some guardian angels out there for sure you know I've definitely been in some uh some hairier predicaments you know growing up and being in situations where I didn't know if I was going to make it out you know and uh I feel very fortunate and, and um and grateful you know to be able to I've had the opportunities that I've had and like I mean even from just I was talking to a friend the other night, you know, about coming out to California and like the very first bar I walked in and played like at one in the morning, there was like four people in there, but one of the guys that ended up being the guitar player for the black crows, you know, and he's like, man, let's make a record. And then like, I got signed to a label. And then like, next thing I know, I'm going to Paris and then we're, you know, on in a band. And now I'm, I did this crazy heart movie and then met Taylor Sheridan and all, and it's just kind of like, you know, you can't plan that kind of stuff. There's gotta be something in the stars and a little bit of luck and, um, you know, I've always been a firm believer. You got to be in the right place at the right time, and I just tried to put myself in as many
1: places
0: <laughs> as I could. Hoping mean, I'd be in the right one at the right time. You uh, know, got lucky a few times. So,
1: yeah, <laughs> absolutely, man. I mean, yeah, you're blessed, man. I mean, look, it's, life is not easy. It's not a blueprint, right? I mean, being yeah. a parents, anything you get to do in this universe, there's no. And you try to i think every time you try to force something or define something man it loses its meaning and it loses its way so i mean yeah it's pretty cool man it's awesome i do appreciate you coming on the show man this is some fantastic stuff hearing about your life man and what you got going on the present the past and the future sounds like a lot of good stuff's going down for mr bingham here man I, i thank you for coming on nfr extra
0: yeah you bet thanks for having me i
1: enjoyed talking to you thank you sir and uh yeah hey enjoy las vegas the nfr you're gonna have a good time
0: i will i can't wait man i'm excited right on all right
1: thank you mr bingham all right adios buddy we want to give a big thanks to ryan bingham for visiting us on nfr extra
2: Want to experience more of NFR? Then visit NFRexperience.com. And we invite you to subscribe to NFR Extra on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or wherever you're listening right now. If you like what you've heard on NFR Extra, we would love it if you gave us a big five-star rating and tell your friends how to subscribe.
1: NFR Extra. All dirt.
2: All rodeo. All year. Gotta make it out to we Where the big from. And the racers and the bulls and the browns and the ladies in the skin tied wrangers, and the cowboy hats. And
0: it don't